up, Liv? Lucas 21st birthday and free awesome over here. Wish you guys were here. They let us in, bro. Let's do it. Lucas 21. Dark's here. Dark's here. Jimmy Butler just walked. Jimmy. 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 What Jimmy. Up, Jimmy. Jimmy to Dallas, bro. Jimmy, what you doing? 2021, buddy. Boban. Boban, come over here. Let's go. Let's take a Boban picture. Has, Boban literally has a harem of women around him. Just he cannot even walk. There's so many women around Boban. Boban. Nick, we got to find a room. We can't record the whole pod like this. Start to lose my boys. All right, let's go. Okay, we'll come back and you guys will hear the actual pod. Uh, all right, bye from Liv. Luca, 21st birthday, Luca. Luca! I'm Luka Doncic and this is Locked On Mavericks Podcast. This is gonna be huge. 360 in the contract. Never that. I just take the contact. I bring it back. I'm running on the fast break behind the back. Yeah, this that, this that, this that. Jerk with the And welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstead. Joining me, as always, my co-host, contributor at Mavs.com. We found a quiet place. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? You know how intense it gets inside of Liv? It's wild. I mean, I I haven't been in this place in a long time. And it's just Miami's crazy. This atmosphere right now is crazy. It's crazy that we actually get to do a pod inside of Liv at Luca's 21st birthday but thank you to the people here at Live. They they reserved this room for us to host Lockdown Mavericks podcast. Shouts to everybody. Shouts to the uh, we got to to lick the rim of the uh, the the million dollar champagne bottle, whatever Mark Cuban mm, yes. bought after the twenty eleven title. Shouts to them. Yes. Shouts to Dirk for flying in for this thing. Dirk amazing. flying in that was amazing. Jimmy Butler, we did some tampering. Yes, Jimmy giving tips on everything and. It's it's great right now. It's fun. But we do have a game to talk about. Unfortunately, it was a loss. But I was I just do want right off the bat. Shout out to the whole freaking country of Slovenia. Yeah. What a great night. I loved every bit of it. I loved all the fans there. I loved all the flags, all the signs, everything with that. I know it had to mean a lot to to Dragic and and Luca and it was just really really cool seeing that. That was awesome. You love to see, you know, it's it's almost the same videos as last year. I think people could have just sent us the same exact videos of all the Slovenians outside of the American Airlines arena uh, in Miami, but it was awesome to see all the videos. It was cool that uh, it was Slovenian Heritage Night, so they literally, you know, Miami Heat did some things. They showed videos of all the, you know, people that were there. That was pretty cool to see that if you saw it on League Pass. It was just, it was a great night. Um, for you know Slovenians in general, and they win either way. That's the thing. I was kind of jealous of them at the beginning in the first quarter. So when when Dragic comes in, he scores, they cheer. Then on the other end, Luca scores and they cheer. Like yeah, they win either way. So I, I couldn't help to think back to uh, what was it? Free Sasha, agency. Sasha Vujicic. That's what you're. I was thinking a lot about Sasha Vujicic on hey, this night. I really did enjoy Mark Stein's piece with Sasha on Luca and. I wouldn't say a piece on Sasha, but he talked to Sasha a lot about Luca, and it was an incredible piece. So go read it if y'all haven't. But um, I think I kept on thinking back to free agency over this past summer when we had that moment and everybody, or at least a lot of us, was watching the jump and Ramona Shelburne on the jump saying, 
I'm hearing right now that Goran Dragic is going to Dallas right now. And we're all like, whoa! (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I mean, whatever you think about basketball fit and just everything with that, the fact that both of those guys would, you know, for however long it was, 10 minutes maybe, uh, we're sitting there brainstorming everything about Luka and Dragic together. I couldn't, like, I can't even imagine what Slovenia would have done this season, Uh, just fans and everything, if both of them we're in Dallas, but uh, I just love seeing them two on the court together and just them interacting. And even though, you know, I don't know their friendship personally and all that stuff, it just seems like a fun, fun tandem. Yeah, that would have been fun. Uh, obviously, like Isaac said, we have a game to break down. Mavericks lose 118 to 126. Seth Curry has the career high 37 points. Couldn't get that extra three, but leads the way with 37 points. We'll talk about that. We'll break all that down. Um, let's do that. Coming up, let's break down the rest of this game and talk about uh, Lucas' 21st birthday and this Mavericks loss. All right, Isaac, let's start with Seth Curry. 37 points, uh, two assists because he was just shooting, <laughs> he was putting up buckets. Uh, eight of nine from three, hit eight threes in this game. 13 of 15 overall, only uh, three of four from the, you know, the free throw line, uh, plus 11. He had the highest plus minus of anybody who was in the game. And, man, he was just he was just cooking. I mean, he looked like his brother <laughs> in this game. Yeah. Just coming off of screens and, you know, just hitting every single shot that came his way. He created a lot of the shots for himself, too. It wasn't like he was, you know, Duncan Robinson always having to, you know, catch and shoot. Like, he was able to, you know, create a couple of things and hit some long twos where he was able to step in and create some stuff. And I just this was an impressive Seth Curry game. And it's, it's the game we all knew that he was – capable of you know even going back to 2016 2017 when um you know he's playing really well for the Mavs like we all knew that he is capable of games like this yeah I mean the dude's shooting 43 percent from three this year and I joked around on Twitter I'm like hey do we know if he was invited to the three-point contest or not I mean because I just don't I don't understand why he wasn't invited if he wasn't if he turned it down then rightfully so take your break bro uh but 40 43 percent from from behind the arc this season and, you know, tonight, he, gosh, he hit eight of nine from the three-point line. Uh, yeah, I mean, when he gets going, we're at the point now to where, I mean, I know he has Curry on the name is, you know, back of his jersey, and it's like, oh, anytime a Curry shoots it, you expect it to go in. But I really, really do expect it to go in every time that he shoots the basketball now. And how long, I briefly looked at it before we did the pod, I looked at, uh, you know, Steph's only played in a handful of games this season, and, you know, he's about to come back, it looks like, but he had he put up 26 uh, in one of the first few games, Steph did. With Seth putting up 37, will, the, will this be the first time in their careers that Seth will finish the season with a higher season high than Steph? Oh, absolutely. Right? Yeah. Unless, <laughs> unless to be, Steph's right? going to come back and put up like 50 in one of his yeah. like well, only games. He's going to get the shots, too, because that team needs somebody to take some shots. That Warriors team, for sure. That's true. <laughs> now, so yeah, Seth's game tonight, I mean, 13, 13 and 15, literally he only missed two shots on the night. He was absolutely incredible offensively. He's, I know, I know we say this all the time, he's an underrated defender. I think one of the bigger We've questions... We've been saying that for, what, four years? For a long time, yes. <laughs> He's an underrated a, defender, still underrated. A long time. and um, Overrated by us, underrated by others. <laughs> exactly, somewhere in the middle. <laughs> but, uh, but no, I... You know, somebody tweeted at, you know, tweeted at me when I, I said something I said, and they're like, hey, he should be coming off the bench. And, yeah. He was. That's the, yeah, way, he, that's the way it was set up, but Dwight got hurt. 
Exactly. He was, and then, you know, they moved KP up, so therefore they put Seth in instead of Maxi, and it gives you the other shooter on the floor and all that. Whatever you want to say, he should come off the bench or not. I don't, I don't know. I don't know what the answer to that is, but I just know he's balling out right now. Justin Jackson regressed. DeLon Wright worked better off the bench than he did as a starter. Uh, there's so many different things he could point to and say, yes, Seth should probably be coming off the bench, but there's just a bunch of things that went wrong. Um, you know, a bunch of small things that went wrong. Dwight getting hurt was obviously a, something that went wrong. Justin Jackson regressing was a pretty bad thing that went wrong. Um, DeLon Wright not working as well with the starters as maybe a lot of us had hoped and thought that he would. That was something that has kind of gone wrong. Um, so I mean, there's a bunch of things you can point to, but you'll take it. And this Mavericks starting lineup, like they played well against this. Well, they played well. They played well. They played a couple good stretches. I'll put it that. <laughs> I'll pull back a little bit, but they they can compete with anybody. I think. Yeah, and I think, I think it's more about him maybe getting minutes. I don't know. I, I think I don't. I think the whole starting and coming off the bench thing is overhyped sometimes because yeah. it's it's like what's more important, finishing games or starting games? I they think were going to finish whoever, with this lineup, whoever was starting. Any of those guys I exactly, mentioned, Justin yes. Jackson, Delon, Dwight, any of those guys, this was going to be the finishing lineup anyway, unless they made and, a deal, which they just didn't. There weren't any good enough deals that came their way before the trade deadline. And this was this is kind of we were briefly talking about this, but like this is it's kind of like a a, a glimpse or. They've kind of had to turn the page already to this stage of their roster of what we thought would hit come playoff time. It's hitting now with a bunch of different things. With you know, we think we thought. I mean, I, I thought Seth would be getting a lot of minutes with the starting unit because hey, he's shooting forty three percent from three. You want him on the court with KP and Luca, but KP playing more at the five that we've been talking about. Nick and I both have been on the, hey, when it comes to playoff time, we thought Berea would already be getting a lot of Brunson's minutes yeah. in the playoffs. Because of injuries to Dwight Powell, you know, moving KP up, and then Brunson now, Berea stepped into that role. We're kind of seeing, and Seth Curry's getting a lot of minutes with his starting units, we're kind of seeing right now what we thought we would see in the playoffs. And whether that's a good thing or a bad thing, you know, I th- it can be a good thing. Like, hey, you get a 20-game sample size of it or 25 games of it, the last 25 games of the season. This is what you're going to be rolling out in the playoffs. And, yeah, you don't have to work out really anything with that. Or... It's you know it kind of it might work against you because then teams are seeing it already and you could have had it in your back pocket come the playoff time so I can see both sides of that. The thing about that though is you know this is not like a quarterback that guys get tape on and all of a sudden they can play against right. I think that lineups will work in the NBA if they're going to work and uh, there's always counters and always other things you can do to counteract what a, what a team is going to do or what a defense is going to do um, and. In the playoffs, that's what it is. You, the, the team gets to see you, you know, at least four times, you know, in, in a series, and they they go back and they look over all the footage, and they're gonna they're gonna know what you're gonna do, and you have to be able to just counteract that, and that's why players like Luca are just so important because they can break any kind of you know defensive scheme that comes at them. That's why these superstar players are so important in the NBA. Why we overhype them, overvalue them. They get, you know, 38 million and then the next highest paid player on the team gets like 12 on some teams, you know? That's why because those guys after, you know, we've seen these lineups for so many games in a row, it all of a sudden, you know, schemes stop working and you just have to rely on the best player and that's why the best player wins series. That's why they're so important. That's why we give Luka so much credit all the time. And yeah. hype him up because that's what's going to matter in the playoffs. I'm glad I'm glad you brought this up because this made me this made me think of something. When it comes to Luke in the playoffs, we might just save this to a different day. But 
I listened to a little bit of Bill and Zach Lowe today, and they did their whole. I, did, I, I was too. So I was I was at the gym and I was listening to this whole, and I was getting frustrated while I was on the elliptical, and because I was listening to uh, Bill list off his list of players, and and, and I was like, oh, when he talked about Porzingis. No, actually, I hadn't got to that point yet. Okay, I haven't got to that point, but. And I just want to throw this out there. Why is Anthony Davis get the like pass for, hey, he's great, but like it doesn't matter about his playoff experience compared to some of these other guys? And here's a here's a even I'll take it to the next level. A next level. Luca's experience overseas and the high atmosphere, the crazy atmosphere in, in the high level of basketball that he's played in overseas. He's not the normal rookie that you're that's going to experience his NBA playoffs in these big time atmospheres and big time games and it's like quote their first time. Over playing in EuroLeague and all that stuff, that ain't that ain't college that ain't March Madness as far as like that's a whole different stratosphere as far as like championship level. He's MVP winning a title over there and all that stuff, okay? So I don't Did think Did you just get a point in around the horn is <laughs> <laughs> no, my phone just went off. I, I think our our room that we have reserved, we only have about 15, 20 our minutes left. Our rooms. Of yeah, at, well, at live, like we only have certain. So the uh, one of the workers texted me, but um, I think I think that when we look at Anthony Davis and the dudes won one playoff series, and if Luca's already in this MVP conversation, I don't. Could we make an argument that Luka Doncic has been in a high, more high-pressured, bigger atmosphere, bigger games than Anthony Davis? Yeah, I think you can make that case. Yeah, for sure. Okay, so that well, and, and if Luka is Davis, already in, Anthony Davis went March Madness and they won the title. I mean, you could add okay. you could add those to his thing. I mean, it, you know. Okay, so my thing is if Luka's already in a top five MVP conversation with LeBron and you know Giannis and these guys, and we. We do value that experience in that the big level games that he's played at. Big level, I don't know why I'm using that, but you get the point. I, I think he should be higher on these lists. That if you haven't listened to Bill and Zach, I just think that Anthony Davis. I think his experience should. I don't know. Count against him a little bit when we're projecting playoffs. When we're talking about specifically Bill and Zach's list of this is a list of you know the the players you would want in. You know, to win one game this year, they listed like a bunch of guys, kind of in an order of guys that you would want. And Luca was very high; like Luca was very, very high on this list. Well, he was ten. He was ten. Uh, I think that's pretty high. And uh, and Anthony Davis was was pretty high too. And like three or four. And um, they also listed Bam really high. <laughs> and they also listed and Bam hasn't been in a playoff game yet. So, uh, or if he did, it wasn't. It was one series like a couple years ago, but. I don't think they valued that playoff series. They kind of just value what they're seeing right now and, you know, what you would take. I don't think they valued that playoff experience as much as you're talking about. Well, my only thing is, why would he be lower if he's a top five player, top five, like, MVP candidate right now? Why would he be at 10? You see what I'm saying? I feel like the only reason he's lowered on some of these lists or people are projecting the playoffs and they're like, oh, it's Luca's first playoffs. You know, if we're talking about about Luca, though, I mean, we could go into his weaknesses. We can talk about defense. We can talk about uh, his three point percentage. Like, he can hit some big threes, but he also throws up some some clunkers, too. And he. Uh, he can he can hold on to the ball too long. You know, there's just there's a bunch of different things that can, you know, can come up. He hasn't been good in the clutch this year. That's another thing. I mean, we could talk about True. the Mavs clutch record and put that in front. I don't want to be bashing Luca. It's definitely not the 
on his birthday. No, no. On his but birthday, I, like yeah, 10 I feet just, away from him in, in Club Live right now. I don't want to be bashing Luca, but those are constructive criticisms that I have that we have of Luca. Maybe why they put him a little bit lower. Experience okay. could be one of them too. I just want that. I want I want us to hammer that home, especially come playoff time. That Luca isn't your normal first time playoff guy heading into the playoffs. Even though it'll be his first time, and I get it, I get it's the NBA playoffs and stuff. But he isn't your average second year player. He's been in these high atmosphere moments overseas that a lot of us don't even comprehend here in America. That we don't get the these atmospheres. We just see it on Twitter. I don't even or know online. how tournaments work. No, like, and so he's all, he's already experienced a lot of like it's it's just not normal. So that's why I'm not I'm projecting. I'm not projecting Luca to go in the playoffs as a normal like second year guy. It's like oh first you know first year time. I do have a little bit higher expectations for him because we've seen him come to play in some of these big games or national TV games and all this stuff. I know tonight he struggled a little bit, but still. Anyway, I know that's completely separate. We can get back to the game. And we've seen you know, we've seen really good players perform well in playoffs early. Like Magic Johnson, when he was, you know, a rookie, he started, you know, that that nineteen eighty finals and he went and, you know, he was the best player on the floor and he went and won. Like we've seen guys, you know, step up really big that are, have been young. Like Donovan Mitchell even recently when he was yeah. young, he's he stepped up as a as a rookie and played really, really well. Um so it, you know, I, I I hope that people don't discount him too much, but we've seen rookies do really really good things in the playoffs too. Yes. Um. All right. We can get back to this game. I was gonna say we want <laughs> we want on quite the tangent there. Coming up, let's get into uh, this game. We'll talk about some of the struggles the Mavs had uh, and talk about how we can how the Mavericks can figure out some of these issues and if the Mavericks issues are roster wise or if it's scheme wise. Let's talk about that coming up. All right, Isaac, let's get into this actual game. Um, so the Mavericks ended up losing by uh, just eight points. It wasn't it wasn't that bad of a loss on paper, but they the, <laughs> the Heat had a 14-point lead in the fourth quarter, which was wild. Uh, they had about a 12, 13-point lead in the third quarter. The Mavericks made this run. And this is this is mm. what the Mavericks do. <laughs> the Mavericks, and I've been a huge proponent of this. Every time people freak out about, you know, oh, the Mavericks are losing, and oh, it just seems ridiculous. The Mavericks can go on a run at the drop of a hat. This is a diff- This is not your 2017 Mavs team that doesn't have talent. This is a team that can go on a run at any given moment and com- go from down 12 to all of a sudden up five, right, in the blink of an yeah. eye, like in two minutes, three minutes. And that's what they did. Even if everything just felt completely sluggish, the Mavericks. A lot of people were making jokes about the Mavs being, um, the Mavs being hungover, the Mavs being sluggish, like the Mavs not playing super well. Um, the Mavericks shooting can get them back into these games at any given moment. And that's why they're so they're going to be so dangerous come playoff time as far as the underdog, because they're not like a, they're not like the Spurs, you know, they're they're not like a team like that to where if the Spurs get behind, you know, they're not going to be firing up threes all the time. They don't have, you know, two or three guys like right now, Dallas has two guys. And this was the ideal dream scenario is that you look at Luca and KP and what do we what do we say? We wanted 
three-point shooters around them. And in a perfect world, you have two 40% three-point shooters, which that's crazy to think about. But right now they do. Going into this game, Tim Hardaway shooting 40, 40% from three. Going into this game, Seth Curry shooting 43% from three. Dorian Smith not shooting bad from three. Maxi Kleba not shooting bad from three. Exactly. And, and th- that spot right there is going to be the spot that people you know, and teams leave open when it comes playoff time. It's going to be that Dorian Maxi spot, that fifth guy if they have Seth and Tim on the floor because they're shooting the lights out right now. So, and yeah, going back to what you said, it like it feels like any even though there's a ton of clutch losses for Dallas year this year, and I get it, we've talked about it a thousand times. Mm-hmm. It still feels like this when they're not, behind. This was not one. This wasn't one. But it still feels like when they're behind, whether it's 10 or 12 or whatever it is, they still have a shot at getting back in it because you have Seth, I mean, KP's hitting threes. I mean, what did he hit? He hit six threes six tonight. Tied his career high. And he, he Tim, I mean, he shot over ten. I think a shot twelve or thirteen, maybe even fourteen threes tonight for KP, which is crazy to think about. But yeah, I mean this this team can put up points in a hurry. And I mean, they're right now they're second in the league heading into this game before the Miami game. They're second in the league in three point attempts. Uh, they're second in the league in three point makes, and they're sixth in the league in three point percentage. They're shooting. They're averaging uh four. They're averaging forty one threes a game. I think the over under. Or last year they shot 36 a game, and we both said the over on that. Oh, a yeah. clean clean over. Yeah, I'll check, uh, it. I'll check it. Over 36, I think. So they're at 41 right now. That's second in the league. They're going to fire up three-pointers. And yeah, 36 even t- and a half, we both took the over. Oh, yeah. Uh, and even tonight, they shot 42% from three. They went 21 of 50. They shot 53s tonight. So what kept 42%. them in the game. They sh- this should have been a 20-point loss, but the, that shooting kept them in. But it's like it sucks when you shoot forty two percent. You shoot fifty threes. You shoot forty two percent from three on fifty threes, and the other team, uh, the other team's better with it, and they shoot forty eight percent from three, and they come away, you know, with a win. And I mean, it basically turned into Seth Curry versus Duncan Robinson, right? I mean, <laughs> it's kind of like these two uh, undrafted guys are shooting the lights out. Duncan Robinson, I just, shouts shouts to Duncan. Uh, this guy, man, I mean. Hit like yeah, the whole story. He was undrafted. Everything. I remember. I remember him so, so clearly at, came, at Michigan. Came from this tiny school before Michigan. You know, like yes. came from nowhere, and then all of a sudden went to Michigan. And man, like his his IQ moving off ball is incredible. I know. Like I know that's if y'all don't like if you don't want to dig deep into some of these things, but I literally just watch. I just watch him for like two three minutes and just watch him moving everything and the way he cuts and goes off screens and all this stuff like. That, those are the type of people that you get pissed off guarding in pickup basketball. You're like, can you please just stop? Like, don't stop running, stop moving. Can you? I hate chasing you around. I hate getting matched up with those guys. Uh, but yeah, man, he, he's a good basketball player. It's crazy that they found him and he hit six of nine from the three point line tonight. Nice. Thank you. <laughs> Um, future former <laughs> former Mav Derek Jones Jr. and uh, Kelly Olynyk. I thought they had decent games. Who are is Dragic a former Mav too? All oh, three like, of them. All three of them. No, I think just just Derek Jones Jr. and Kelly Olynyk because that was what the Heat thought. I'm not gonna lie, I like Derek Jones Jr. on this team. He would fill Ma- a huge hole. The map. He would fill the the MKG Justin Jackson spot very well. <laughs> Maxi swatted Kelly Linick out of bounds at one time. It was nasty. He that had a was a nasty swat. Kind of... Although Kelly almost... got a three right afterwards. so He did because I was typing out a tweet that said, Maxi just swatted that and said, try trading for Kelly again. Because <laughs> wouldn't they be redundant? 
I feel like they kind of are. Well, not now, the, not now with Dwight out. Well, yeah, that's true. That's true. Not now, but um, what? A, yeah, what a trade to look back on. But Maxi had some big time blocks tonight. I really uh, enjoyed that. I, I don't think he shot very well from three. Um, he was two of six. So like Dor- him and Dorian, they went two or two of ten combined from the three point line. That's the spot. Going back to what I was saying, that's the spot the that playoffs, other yeah. other teams are going to target with that. But bench points tonight, man. That was huge. Maverick scored 16 points off the bench compared to Miami's 42 points. We also have to mention, though, the Mavericks bench, very limited minutes. I mean, Maxi played 29. uh, DeLon Wright played 17. JJ played just under 12. And Kid Gilchrist played like four minutes in the first quarter. So it wasn't like they got an extended run and there was a bunch of guys that should be able to go out there and play. Justin Jackson didn't get any minutes. Courtney Lee, Boban didn't play. Oh, Boban did play. He didn't get any minutes in the... (laughs) He didn't get any minutes in the box score, but he did play a little bit. Did he get a shot at it? No, he didn't. (laughs) He should have. For for that heave? (laughs) It was after the buzzer, but you never know. Sometimes those shots count. But with with Jalen Brunson out, that kind of hurts with this. Uh, It does. I don't think Willie Cauley-Stein would have made a difference in this. Still, no. that still is a weird thing. We don't know what's going on with Willie Colley Stein. Yeah, I hope, just, we just want to leave that alone for now and see what. Hope uh, everything's okay with Willie. Um, yeah. You, when he's when someone's out this long, you just kind of wonder. Like my mind goes to to like death in the family, something like that. Uh, and so we have no idea, so we're not going to speculate. But that was just my. That's just what I'm thinking. We had some high minutes tonight. I mean, they didn't slack off with minutes because they didn't of, play anybody off the bench. <laughs> ahead of Luca's birthday party, uh, Luca. KP both way 38 minutes, Hardaway 37, Seth 36. Uh, even Maxi off the bench, you know, got close to 30 minutes on that. But that's what it's going to um, look like come playoff time. Yes, exactly. And maybe they're uh, ramping up. Do you think that Carlisle would I, I, against a playoff level team like Miami that has almost the same record as the Mavs? You think he was ramping up for a playoff run? Yeah, I could or yeah, rolling out a playoff type of rotation because I yeah I agree I think this is exactly you know what it could look like and uh, especially if we thought JJ was going to take you know some of Bray's minutes I mean JJ some of Brunson's minutes yeah. and you know he only had eleven minutes tonight but yeah I think that fifth spot's going to be a back and forth between Dorian and Maxi I think you could see that uh, yeah. We'll see how that plays out. I'll be I will be interested to see about the Seth stuff if he stays on fire. If it's no matter the matchup that Seth stays in there, or if it's hey Maxie's going to step in there against a bigger front court or whatever yeah. it is, so yeah, that, that'll be interesting. That'll be interesting. This game though comes down to we taught we were glowing about Luca at the beginning, but seven of seventeen, uh, and he was worse than that. To, you know, for the first three quarters of the game, uh, and Porzingis was nine of twenty-one from the field. And that's kind of what this game comes down to. If those guys aren't hitting shots, if those guys aren't able to create and score. Um, Lucas 0-6 from three. He had six turnovers in this game. Um, he ended up playing pretty pretty well towards the end, uh, and definitely in that thir- third quarter run, he was a big part of it. Twenty three points, 10, 10 assists. But um, when he's not going, and when Porzingis is not going, uh, and they ended it with they ended with pretty good stats. But at the, in the first half, what did they have? They had <laughs> the first half. Luca had six points. He was one of seven, and KP had eight points. He was three of nine from the field. Like, yeah. that's the diff- that's the difference in this game I think. Uh, and, I mean, you can point Seth to a lot of other minute. things, you can point to free throws, you can point to so many other things, but if your guys aren't if the superstars aren't playing well, then you're not going to win. Yeah, I mean even I mean KP finished with 24 points and what 42% in the field, 42% from 3. Yeah, those are pretty good uh, stats. You just didn't yeah, have 13 boards and stuff, but yeah, I mean 
they have to have at least one of these guys clicking on all cylinders. And but Seth, but Seth kept him in it, and that's huge. And defense, like <laughs> defending, the yeah. Mavericks could not get a stop. And Duncan Robinson had so many th- open threes, they just couldn't find a way to get to him. Um, I feel like the the penetration was pretty good from Miami. I felt like the Mavericks didn't get a lot uh, besides you know a couple of those blocks. Um, I feel like they didn't get a lot of stops inside. That was huge. Um, and just defending one on one, I think that's a huge thing for this team. And we know that's a thing for this team. Their their defense yeah. is always going to be behind the offense. The offense can pick up and. Um, when the Mavericks have a game where Curry scores 37 points and Luka and KP score 20 points each, you should win that game, right? And it came yeah. down to the defense. So, um, Yeah, and I, I know you said a little bit ago, but Luka just did have a good game. I mean, he just he looks yeah, sluggish out there. Just 20 points, 10 assists, that's all. You know, not a good game. Well, okay. No, that's I just the Luka that, thing, though. Every, it, it every, I mean, that every time you say he didn't have a good game, you look down and he had 20 and 10. Like twenty and ten, most players would love to have that, but um, yeah, they lost against Miami. Miami had been struggling a little bit, and so it was a good win for them uh, to kind of bounce back a little bit. And yeah. uh, you saw the players after the game, you know, Luca and Dragic embrace, and you saw Jimmy and Luca. I mean, Jim. It seems like Jimmy just loves Luca, and you saw you know <laughs> post game comment what a month or so ago where he brought game. up Luca. Yeah, brought up Luca's uh, name and oh you know, yeah, I want to be Luca Doncic. <laughs> yeah, and like they you know <laughs> hugged after the game and chat a little bit. And what would the Mavs ceiling be this season? <laughs> Honestly, Jimmy Butler is exactly what this Mavericks team needs. Another if they another out, wing defender, a a dog mentality. Like that's exactly what they need to be. If honest. they signed Jimmy Butler this past summer, what would the ceiling of this Mavs team be? Finals, bring it. <laughs> Would you pick them over your boys? <laughs> yeah, because you have somebody to throw at everybody. That's true. Rolling out a lineup of Luca, KP, no. Jimmy Butler. No, this is all hypothetical. I have no idea. T- Tim Hardaway and Dorian. Rondo, Rondo is the X factor. Will he ruin the map? Will he ruin the Mavs playoff chances like he did? <laughs> <laughs> all right, there you go. That's the Miami game. Isaac, do you have one more thing? Um. I don't. Two kids, guys. It'll change your life. If you have one and you're going to two, I'm just saying it'll change everything. Even right now, my wife is texting me. I'm in the club here, here in Miami, and I'm just gracious. Man, I almost that she forgot let, we were still here. I know. I'm gracious that she let me uh, take the red eye last night and get down here for this. And So anyway, I'll be back tomorrow on parent duty uh, and all that stuff. But it's been real. we got to go embrace the night and uh, have fun with the team and everything. And then we'll be back on Sunday, right? Weird early game on Sunday, 2.30 Central Time against the Wolves. So be ready for that. Guys, we'll be back. Thanks so much for listening to Locked on Maps. Peace out. Boom. Boom.